So, welcome to a uh, another edition of Lock It In. Uh, I've got Uncle Tav with me on the mic, and we're we're going to be right. doing these are uh, YouTube specials, just like we had for the NHL. Uh, we're going to be breaking down each series in round one of the NBA playoffs, and these are going to be available on YouTube and the podcast. We hope you listen. And we hope you check these out as we continue to do them throughout the playoffs. We'll do them for each series. In this, we'll go ahead and break down, give each team a key, an X factor, and an MVP. Um, but first, let's start with our intro. So this edition is going to be the 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. And I want to say welcome back to the Brooklyn Nets, who were starved in the desert for the past five years and forced to suck despite not having any picks. Also, welcome back to Philly, who decided to tank, walk straight into the desert, but got a bunch of high draft picks in all the years Brooklyn missed out on. Now, Philly is back in the playoffs after getting curb stomped by the Celtics last year, but have since added a giant and two real good basketball players. Yeah, the Nets are finally out of Philly. Billy King Purgatory. Oh, yeah. But these Brooklyn Nets are feisty, dude. I think we both touched on them times this year. Really are. Their guards make plays. Uh, They've got some young guys, uh, some athletes on the wing, Jared Allen inside. Uh, I think this is going to be at least entertaining for a couple of games. I I totally agree. Um, I don't totally discount the Nets out of the series. I mean, I think the 76ers are huge favorites. But to be honest, the Nets are plus 500 in the series. So, I don't think they're going to win, but I don't hate those odds because I think that there's definitely a chance that this team could pull off an upset. Uh, they have a lot of players who could really play. That's a big key for me is they have a deep squad and they need a couple guys to really step up, but they have a lot of guys who could really step up. I think that's a really big point you make there is they're very, very, uh, they've got a lot of young guys. Tribute. Uh, like, nine or 10 guys who average eight and a half points or more, you know, I mean, they're deep. That's two full units of guys. Uh, no. And I totally agree with that. Um, just, you know, the other question you have to wonder too is Embiid. you know, his status for game one is uncertain. Uh, his knee is acting sure. up and this is a, like, it's not like this is out of nowhere. This is a guy who missed full seasons off this knee. So, um, that's that's always going to be a big key for me uh, uh, in this series. But now that we've sort of introduced it a little bit, uh, let's jump into the keys. Let's start with the favorite, the 76ers. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. For me, the key for the 76ers is to get out and run, get in transition against this team. Um, with their deadline acquisition of Tobias Harris and their earlier acquisition of Jimmy Butler, this team is at their most dangerous when Ben Simmons has a ball in the open court. Those guys are running down the wings and Embiid is a trailer because he's absolutely lethal when he can get that ball at the top of the key and he's sort of slowly trailed into the play. That's his smoothest shot. I, uh, for my key, I think it, it, it truly is Embiid's health for the series. It's a simple, easy one. Um, but if he's not playing, it's going to be a, a much more difficult series. I, I really do think that. Uh, I think Brooklyn definitely wins a game in Brooklyn if Embiid doesn't play. So I had that I had that lined up in my X factor is uh, Embiid's knee, 
And if he's not healthy, they could be in serious danger. But if he is healthy, um, I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for the Sixers because the the gap between Joel Embiid and Jared Allen is just it's too large. X factor for the step. X factor for the step Sixers. Uh, I actually I'm going to stick there with my boy Mike Scott. Uh, I think he's going to get extra run. I like that pick. Beat out. Um, I think they're going to go small, uh, which they can do because their their wings and Simmons is six ten, uh, and not really lose a ton of size. I mean, um, but they can survive with Scott essentially playing the five, and he's time. He's like one of my favorite role players in the NBA. The guy is automatic. I actually really like Mike Scott. Uh, I think he was a really good pickup for them. I think we, we talked about this a lot and I really hated what they did the 76ers when they traded for Butler, but I really liked what they did towards the deadline. You know, they kind of remade their team a little bit. They got Boban who I really like Boban, especially in an off the bench role. Um, a big Tobias Harris guy. And, you know, obviously Mike Scott, Mike Scott was a good addition. So I actually really like that pick for X factor. From Mascala, like, what an easy it was it was a, it was a big time upgrade for them because he's like a real rotation player and they didn't have enough of those. He, it was a big What's time that? move for them because he's a real rotation player and they didn't have like enough of those and he's a definitely a big time NBA rotation player. Um, but yeah, all of that doesn't mean anything without Ben Simmons in this in this series. For me, that's my MVP. Uh, it's got to be Ben Simmons for them. He's going to have to get yeah, everyone involved. He can't be passive, but he does need to manage the game and make sure everybody's getting their touches while he attacks the rim. It's a tough thing to do, but I place really high expectations on Ben and Ben Simmons because his potential is so obvious for how great he can be. I agree. I think Simmons needs, if Embiid is out, Simmons needs to be averaging 20 points a game in the series, you know? 20 and 10. I need 20 and 10 from him this year. I'm yeah. not like, I'm not letting him get away with, you know, 16 and eight or, you know, 18 and six or some shit like that. No, like he needs to, it's time for him to step up and like prove he belongs with the big boys of the league. Cause we know Embiid's going to come to play, but they need that second star. If they're going to, you know, go to the finals. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to the nets here. Um, for me, my key, and we talked about this a little bit offline when we were, you know, just talking about today, but in that game that they played pretty recently in March, uh, the Nets went small for a little bit in the third quarter, and they went on a nice little run. Uh, they couldn't sustain it, but when they put Hollis Jefferson at the center position, they couldn't really guard that, and they were kind of dropping off Tobias, I mean, uh, dropping off uh, Hollis Jefferson, but then he was just attacking the rim and making plays and he was looking really good. So that kind of threw the Sixers for a loop. The Nets are going to need more of that. They needed to do it in small doses, but they needed to be productive. Yes, I, I agree. I think you touched on Philly pushing the pace. Um, I, I think both teams are actually going to look to push the pace a lot in the series because Brooklyn needs to get out and run, get those guards running the gun in. Um, you know, just feasting in the pick and roll there. Um, and I agree. I like that small lineup, man. And they've got a bunch of options that they can play small with off the bench, too. I mean, it's a nice backup big. 
Uh, yeah, he's good. He's a good rebounder. Shurix, who's a big, long, he's a long, lanky guy out there. He can score. Um, and you've got Crab and Napier. I mean, you can really score with that second unit. Um, and I think they're going to come in and really look to push the pace hard. Um, I think I think that's one of the reasons we both agree that the Nets actually do have a chance in this series is because they have a lot of guys, and a lot of these guys can score coming off the bench. Um, and they can all play roles, too. So it's kind of that odd team that, like, everybody feels like they're very involved. And I love those teams come this time of year because totally. they seem to have, like, a good chemistry. They're one of the more fun teams to watch. They're all interested in each other's successes because they're all kind of having career years. So that's why I think this team is potentially dangerous. Uh, so for me, their X factor is going to be a guy that I know you particularly were very high on before his injury, Karis Levert. Uh, he was quickly becoming like the quietest star nobody knew about for a while there. And I know you were putting me on and being like, he's, you know, he's really pooping. And then he went down and he's yeah. kind of, you know, taking a little bit of time to get back, but, they're going to need him to get comfortable and they're going to need him to get comfortable quick in this playoffs. I agree. And it's, it's, he's had a tough injury, man, but he can really play in the last couple of weeks. He, he was showing signs of coming back. He had a game at Milwaukee where he was he had 24 and six. Uh, he was getting the paint, he was scoring, he was finishing. He's had a little bit of trouble finishing since he got back, um, but he had a big, um, and he finished out the season well. Uh, scored double digits uh, 18 or over three of his last five. I have no doubt that he's going to, I have no doubt that he's going to be back eventually. My question is, this is a tough situation for him. He hasn't played a lot of games at a high level. Like he, towards the end, he played a a few, but this is playoff basketball. Now it's a different intensity. Right. Does he have the legs? And, uh, and right. And the team played really well, uh, they found the groove eventually without it. Um, so it was tough for him because they like kind of started to play a little bit differently. Um, and he, you know, had to come back and kind of integrate himself. Um, but I think he's getting there. Uh, and that's, that's, we agree. I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm with the other thing about him though, is even though they played well without him, he could score in a variety of ways and he can affect the game in a variety of ways. Cause he also is actually a pretty decent defender. So if he can bring, shooting to this team really and some good defense he can pick his spots as a ball handler to then make plays because d'angelo russell which leads perfectly into my mvp has shown that he's a guy capable of pulling the strings this season i think we both talked about this i was hesitant to join the d'angelo russell bandwagon um but now i'm fully on and it's not you know what um a lot of people have been getting after magic about getting rid of D'Angelo Russell, but the D'Angelo Russell he traded is not the D'Angelo Russell we're watching now. This kid developed. No, yeah, he not. developed. And, you know, people saw a lot of this in college, which is why he was picked so high. But those couple years where he was on the Lakers and even the last year or two where he was on the Nets, like he hasn't been this guy. But if this D'Angelo Russell shows up for the playoffs, I think the Nets have a chance. I agree. Um, it, for me, the MVP, um, uh, I'm going to go with this. It's, uh, 
if they are going to win this series, he has got to be a monster in the middle, especially without Embiid in there. Uh, he's really got to make Philly play a traditional big, I think. Uh, and he's really got to, he's got to control the paint defense. That's going to be huge. He's going to have to finish inside and probably dominate the offensive class a little bit. Uh, so it'll be an interesting I, – I, so I'm going with Jared Allen, but I like D'Angelo Russell. Pick. I mean, he's going to need to have monster series for them uh, to win, to pull off one or two games. I agree. He needs to – as much as Jared Allen can close the gap in this series is as much of a chance as Philly has in the series because Embiid's, like, by far the better player, but as much as Jared Allen can mitigate that, the better – the closer they're right. going to get – I, I don't I don't personally have a lot of faith, and I think that's where the Nets are really at the most vulnerable. And I think the Nets might have matched up better against maybe a Boston, but but uh, I think that I think the Seventy Sixers are going to take this series. But I don't hate the Nets plus five hundred. I really don't. Cool. All right, so I think that's going to do this one.